Good morning, church. Welcome to Sparks First Church slash Sparks Nazarene slash AKA Home Church of the Nazarene this morning. Amen. Amen. Happy birthday. And to all those who are watching online, um, we have about 20 people. And, and, and I want, we don't have time to go through the names, but we want to say welcome this morning. You couldn't be here. You're sick. The weather. You're not feeling well. We're here with you. You're here with us. Can we all say hello to them first and foremost? Hello, everyone. Hello. Amen. This morning, we got so much packed. We got so much going on. Uh, but before we start, there's somebody very special I want to introduce to you. Um, you all know who he is, but it's a blessing and an honor to have him here with us. Can we please give it up to Pastor Steve and his wife, Debbie, this morning? Amen. Amen. Um, people ask me all the time, uh, especially new people, who are, who's your pastor? He's here this morning. That's why I'm sweating. So I'm nervous. No, but he's an amazing man and, and his wife so amazing. We, we're just blessed to have him here. Also, um, for those who don't know, our church is in the process of obtaining some land, an acre of land, and uh, obtain, obtaining a six-figure donation uh, from, a, from a gentleman, a, a very dear friend of mine who I've come, uh, gotten to know, um, him and his wife, we've had over at our house, and they're just wonderful people. And so I'd like to give him just a little bit of time for him to introduce himself. Um, and he, he himself, every now and then, watches the online services. And it's just a blessing to know him. So please help me give a hand to Tim Wilkins this morning. Amen. Brother Tim, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. It's an honor and it's a pleasure to be here. And just to tell you very briefly, um, I'm a developer, um, but also um, been very involved in, in serving God. I've, I've served as a um, board member on two churches. I'm involved with Strategic International. It's a national organization. And we're very involved in, in giving and in trying to form very special partnerships that are unique to the community. We've bought the 16 acres uh, surrounding, you know, Whittakin, and we're planning on putting in um, 154 uh, small cottage houses that are very high quality, and um, uh, in conjunction with that, we've signed a, a cooperation agreement with the church where we're going to be making a substantial donation. We also started a tradition last year where we were matching the Alabaster Fund every year, too, so whatever you guys raise for the Alabaster Fund, yeah. we match that. But we just want to be, you know, good neighbors and, and let you guys know who you are. Um, I brought some packets. If anybody wants to see pictures of what the homes look like or how the project looks and everything, uh, we have a whole stack of these I brought with me. Feel free to grab one. And um, we just believe in, in really being good neighbors and good partners. And I think you'll see that as the years go on. We've talked about trying to work together on future projects to expand other things with the church. And... We're always here to do what we can to help, and uh, we're just blessed to have you guys as neighbors, and we look forward to the many years we're going to spend together doing things. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Um, he also mentioned, I'm not sure if you're forgetting this, but he said he might even donate one of the houses for the church. Wouldn't that be cool? I thought he said 10 of them. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but what a wonderful thing that is. It wouldn't it be amazing, too, to see some of our, our own people just to, just to, uh, to be there. And what a, what a drive. Matter of fact, just a little walk to church. Amen? And uh, that would be an amazing thing. And uh, maybe even have a little shuttle, you know, and uh, get us to the church. And, um, 
Man, what a blessing. Thank you very much, uh, so, so much, Tim. Uh, uh, now I'd like to introduce, um, how many know missions is very important? Amen? And we, yes. And we are a missional church. We take the gospel outside these four walls and uh, to not only share it to our community, but around the world. And so I'm so grateful to have somebody in our church who takes missions very serious. And, um, and so I'd like to introduce to you Mark Butler. Amen. Happy 80th anniversary. Um, we uh, are very privileged today to have a special guest speaker to come give us a quick update. Um, I, many of you know that I have a heart uh, for Israel, uh, for Jews in particular. Um, and uh, this person represents uh, Chosen People Ministries who minister to Jews and, in fact, are building a ministry center in Tel Aviv. Um, every time I think that uh, Israelis have never heard the name of Jesus, it kind of blows my mind. Um, but they are uh, out there to make sure that they hear about Jesus. And so uh, Joseph Ryan uh, was a former naval officer. He resigned his commission in order to minister to Jews. His wife, Sarah, is here with us as well. And she actually uh, lived in Israel for eight years teaching English. So at this point, I would uh, like to welcome Joseph Ryan. Shalom, church. Boker Tov. That, mean, that means good morning in Hebrew. Try it. Boker Tov. Sounds kind of like broken toe, but it's, but it's not. That's very good. I'm delighted to be here <laughs> this morning. Uh, the Jewish people are a small people group, right? They are small, but they are so strategic and influential in what God is doing in the world. And I'm not a Jewish person, but I'm a Gentile that God has called and given a heart uh, to the Jewish people. So I'm going to stand in uh, for our president and share a bit about the ministry in uh, Tel Aviv, what's going on there, the doors that God is opening, and share a bit about our ministry as well. Um, you, when you came in, you should have got one of these little blue brochures, if you can wave it at me as a wave offering. So I know you have it. <laughs> Wonderful. You can read my testimony and story in there, and there's a little tear-off sheet uh, that you can give, um, bring to the back table, and we can stay connected. But I got about 15 slides here and a video to do in 10 minutes. So pray for me. Here we go. We'll do the first slide. Uh, if you don't know, I was talking to right before the service um, about Jewish missions. We've been around as a ministry since 1894, so just a little bit of time. And uh, we were founded by a, rab a rabbi from Hungary who became a believer in Jesus. And he took that step of faith and, uh, and was convinced that Jesus is the promised Messiah. And so for over 127 years or something, we've been bringing the gospel to the Jewish people. And we started in, in New York, and that's still our headquarters. This is our mission, to bring the gospel to the Jew first and equally to the Gentile, Romans 1.16. And to help others to do the same. There's only a handful of missionaries to the Jews worldwide, but there's an army of Christians who, have, who are friends with Jewish people, and we equip Christians to understand the Jewish roots of our faith and to share Jesus in a Jewish way. Next slide. Let me tell you a bit about what's going on in Israel. Israel is strategic in getting the gospel. Uh, uh, from, it came from Jerusalem, went to the nations, and it's going back to Jerusalem, to Israel. And God has opened uh, a door for us. We have a ministry center in Jerusalem, uh, and we've been, we own that one. 
but we have a center in Tel Aviv that we've been renting. And as Israeli believers in Jesus, uh, there's pressure on landlords to uh, not rent to us. And it's not very stable. But God has provided a building that we are in the process of purchasing um, so we can have our own place and continue the ministry and, and control our own destiny. So I've got a brief video here I just want to share with you about the new center in Tel Aviv. Chosen People Ministries has been doing ministry in Israel since the 1930s. We are in Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, Haifa. And now our staff is larger than it's ever been and it is continuing to grow. There's a lot more openness now to the gospel than there really ever has been. Our ministry center that we have been running for the last years has been meeting the needs for people in this area and the opportunities here are for people to find community, to connect. Having parenting seminars for parents or Bible studies for young adults or for youth. Worship nights for congregations that may not even have a worship team. And so we're always actually trying to think and be creative of how we can help believers as well as how can we help non-believers come to faith. We really need a new building because our events are bursting at the seams and we have wait lists. We need a place that's bigger and can accommodate the growing needs of a growing body of believers and also a lot more interest in the gospel amongst non-believers. Our new facility is two and a half times the size of our current facility. We can do an adult event at the same time we're doing a children's event. We could have numerous Bible studies going on at the same time. It really magnifies our ministry. Our hope is that the building will be set up and open for ministry December of 2023. We always wanted to share the gospel with people in a way where a believer could invite his unsaved friend and not have any concerns about uh, them not being comfortable. It's such a blessing from the Lord. God is doing something here. People sense it. Believers and non-believers are coming in great numbers. So please pray with us as we go on this journey. Amen. So 70-80% of Israelis live in the Tel Aviv area along the coast. So this is really the heart of where the population is. And to have a center there is very strategic. So you see the URL on the screen. Uh, real estate's expensive. This is a six and a half million dollar building. And we've raised half already, praise God. Uh, but if you want to sow into that and visit the center, be a part of the ministry there, uh, we welcome you to go to Israel with us and be a part of what God is doing there. Next slide. Now, uh, let me transition briefly to what I do as a missionary. Uh, so that's me, believe it or not, less hair, a little younger on the left. I was an intelligence officer in the Navy when God called me as a Gentile into full-time Jewish work. So I went from a nice, respectable career to bugging people on the streets of New York with the gospel. Uh, next slide. I'm overseeing a new ministry that we are right now in the process of launching called Host Israelis. So I don't know if you know this, but thousands of Israelis, they do their mandatory army service and then they go travel the world for six months or longer. And thousands of them are coming to our beautiful country to see the national parks, the big cities, maybe to come to Reno, you think? Maybe to come to Reno. And so we wanna connect these Israeli unbelievers with Christians who love the Jewish people in Israel and will welcome them into their home for one, two, three nights to bless them with a free place to stay and to share the Lord with them. Uh, let me share some pictures. My wife and I did this when we were in New York hosting. These are young Israelis who are so open to the gospel. 
They're away from home. Uh, they are, uh, they're out of the army. They're in this formative season of life and they have questions and people aren't looking over their shoulders and they wanna know about Jesus. They wanna know about our beliefs, our faith. Uh, and they're very open to discussing um, spiritual matters. We'll show the next few, just roll through. Uh, this young woman is a young Israeli, is a kindergarten teacher in Israel now. Uh, next slide. And they're so grateful, they, they wanted to bring gifts to, for our children, just to give something, give something back as we bless them with uh, uh, the gift of hospitality. Next slide. We believe that all the things that we're doing in Jewish ministry, that we believe that hosting Israelis is the sleeping giant in Jewish evangelism. Because we have all these Christians that can open their heart and open their homes to these young Israeli travelers. And we can't wait to see what God will do uh, through this ministry. Next slide. So uh, we're just starting. We have about 30 hosts in various parts of the country. We don't have anybody yet in Northern California or out here in, in Nevada. So uh, if you um, are open to hosting, please see me. Let's talk after the, the service. Next slide. We provide training, uh, we provide resources, and we provide support and prayer and encouragement for our hosts. Uh, so these are some snapshots of our host app and the training videos that we provide. Next slide. Uh, we'll equip all of our hosts with a package of materials uh, that Israelis can read, the gospel in Hebrew from the Old Testament, from Isaiah 53, a New Testament in modern Hebrew that they can read and hear the gospel in their own heart language. And we'll make that available to all of our hosts to have on hand as God opens up conversations in your home. Next slide. And that's it. If you want to stay connected with us, you can use this slip. There's a table in the back and there's a, a QR code on the screen. Uh, you can pull your phone out and snap it, or you can just see me at the back table. Thank you so much, and uh, appreciate your prayers. Right. Thank you, Joseph. Um, that's kind of the teaser. We want to do a missions trip to Israel, so stay tuned. We're going to try to put one together um, and possibly work on our church in Jerusalem or Nazareth. Um, and so the last thing I've got, um, the alabaster offering, the grand total uh, over $3,800. That is awesome. Amen. Thank you so very much, Mark and uh, Brother Joseph. So appreciate you. I bet you anything, he's his father's favorite. So, my daughter tells me all the time, Dad, is that a dad joke? I'm like, yeah, that's another dad joke. Amen. Um, so we're going to give you a time right now, uh, just a little opportunity, maybe three, four minutes, to stand up and maybe meet someone, maybe say hello to somebody. Maybe thank uh, Pastor Steve and Brother Tim and uh, get to meet Joseph. So we're going to give you some time right now, but uh, Matt, what time is it right now? It's time for everybody to stand up, go and meet and greet one another until everybody has been both met and Gret.
great. If I could have everybody take your seat. All right, and as everybody takes their seat, if I could have any children come on down to the front and have a seat, and if I could have everybody who is not a child, put your hands together as we welcome Miss Anita up front to give us some children's church. I snuck behind you. Good morning, everybody. How did you enjoy that surprise snow last night? Yeah, that, that wasn't very good. Hi, kids. Do you guys like animals? Yeah. Yeah, kids love animals. Do you know what a group of lions is called? A pride. How about a bunch of frogs? They're called an army. Yeah. Okay, where's Imani? Do you know what a cluster of elephants is called? It's a parade. How about that? And when giraffes get together, it's a tower. And when gorillas get together, it's a bond. Yeah. So now, what do you call a group of Christians that get together? A church. You're absolutely right. Now, cheetahs. You know what cheetahs are? They're known for their speed. They can run up to 70 miles an hour. That's what your parents are probably doing on the freeway when it says to go 60. That's probably what they're doing. They are the fastest land animal on the planet. But something about them is weird. They're shy. They don't do well with other cheetahs. So zookeepers came up with a, a reason to keep them from being shy. Are you ready for this? They put puppy dogs with baby cheetahs. The puppy dogs make, help the cheetahs learn to be friendly and playful so that the cheetahs can get along with other cheetahs. And there was nothing in what I looked up that said the cheetahs ate the dogs. So I guess it was a good idea. Animals stick together for lots of reasons. They share food, they protect and take care of each other, and they simply enjoy being together. And those are exactly the same reasons that God created the church. Christians should share what we have, protect and care for each other and simply enjoy being together. Hebrews 10.25, let us not give up on meeting together, but let us encourage one another and more as you see the day approaching. But as Christians and kids who love God, we have even more reasons to stick together. We can play together, we can sing together, we can pray together, and we can praise together. We can laugh and serve and encourage each other. And we can help each other be brave when the times get tough and scary. 
The fact is, we're stronger together, which makes it harder for the devil to trip us up. That's why church is so important, and God doesn't want us to miss out on being together. Now, adults, what would you call a group of children who love God? How about our future? This is our future church down here. And kids, we have notepads for you so you can take, take notes for the service this morning. How about that? Have a good day, and don't forget, God loves you. All right, give Miss Anita one more round of applause. I don't know if you all have ever taught children before, but what she does is not easy. She just makes it look that way. <laughs> Anita's telling me she's going to get them out of, out of my way in a second, and that's fine because the kids are never in my way. I can see straight over them. I'm taller than everybody here. <laughs> Can't trick me. Well, welcome back to Home Church. We are so excited to be celebrating our 80th anniversary with everybody here. Thank you for being here in person or online, letting us speak the word of God into your lives. We are so thrilled and thankful. Before we get started, we do have some announcements. Uh, Easter Sunday is coming up on April 9th. That's right. So we will be having baptism and taking in new members. If you would like to be baptized or if you have questions regarding baptism, you can call the church office, put it on a welcome card and put it in the box at the back of the sanctuary or talk to Pastor Carlos. Uh, we're excited to be just sharing the gospel, baptizing believers. Like I said, any questions, please come find somebody and we will walk you through that process. We need candy to fill up eggs for Easter. So we are asking that you bring individually wrapped candy that is small enough to fit in a little plastic egg. Um, these are plastic chicken eggs, not ostrich eggs. So <laughs> the little candies are what we need. A couple weeks ago, I made the mistake of saying no chocolate. That is wrong. Fill it up with chocolate. We are um, not looking for good and plenties or Necco wafers, apparently. But <laughs> all of the uh, chocolate we are thrilled to have. Uh, membership class is April 2nd after second service in the history room. So if you would like to become a member, uh, if you have questions about uh, membership, if you just want to know more about who we are, what we do, and what we're looking to do in the future, you can get involved uh, in there. Lunch and child care is provided. Uh, so if you'd like to attend, please once again write that on the welcome card. You can put that in the tithe box or you can sign up at the welcome counter. Stations of the Cross is on Good Friday, which is April 7th, from 5 to 8 p.m. So you can come in here, we walk you through the sanctuary, and you get to kind of be immersed into uh, the journey of Jesus from Gethsemane all the way through the resurrection. Come on down, we have a good time. It's somber um, because the, the event is. And uh, just take the time to appreciate all that Christ did uh, on the cross through suffering for us. Side-by-side -side widow and widower ministry is meeting April 1st uh, here at Home Church at 10 a.m. in room 15. 
For those of you who don't know who, where room 15 is, it is the room directly across uh, from the gym entrance. So if you have any questions on that, you can contact Miss Jane Morrill. <coughs> Surprisingly, we actually have a lot more events coming up. <laughs> so we've got some save the dates. So just save some of these dates. There is a mother-daughter brunch May 13th at the Red Hawk Golf Course. We've got Vacation Bible School coming June 21st to 23rd. That's right, yeah. If you love vacation, raise your hand. If you love the Bible, raise your hand. If you love school, raise your hand. Two out of three is not bad. So <laughs> we have a great time with our kids. Come on down June 21st to 23rd. We've got the Home Away From Home Retreat at Zephyr Point in Lake Tahoe. That will be June 16th to 19th. And we have an Independence Day barbecue at, I got to learn how to pronounce this. I don't know if it's Les Hicks or Lay Hicks uh, Junior Park, but L-E-S, new word, Hicks Junior Park. Uh, that will be July 2nd. And uh, at this point, we have a short trailer of a video that we're going to be showing at the gym after second service. So if you have, uh, if you're like, hey, what's going to happen in the gym? This is a little teaser. My name is Ted Allen. My name is Barbara West. And my name is Ruth Ely. And my name is Mark Twyford. I moved here from Carson City in 1978, so I've been here 45 years. I've, I've always been a member of the Church of the Nazarene wherever, wherever uh, I lived. You guys notice that it sped up as we got to the end? Kids, that's how life works. <laughs> you will also experience that phenomenon. All right, so we are excited. We're going to have uh, that whole video playing uh, at the gym after service. Once again, that was just a teaser. That is not the full, uh, the full production. So at this time, we are going to enter into our time of uh, corporate singing worship. We're going to talk about tithes and offerings. And so we just need to take this time, as always, to thank everybody who has been faithful in your tithes and offerings. We cannot do what we do. Uh, we could not be here for 80 years uh, without the financial support of our members. We offer three ways that you can give. You can do it in person at the box at the back of the sanctuary. You can do it online through our website, or you can do it uh, through mail. If you have any questions on that, what we do with the money, why it's biblical to give, anything of that nature, how to give, you can always find a staff member and uh, feel free to ask any of those questions.
As we go into our singing worship, though, if I could have everybody bow their heads with us as we enter a time of prayer. Father, we are so thankful to be here today. We are so thankful to be part of a church that has been able to touch our community for 80 years. And we are so thankful that we woke up today with breath in our lungs, able to sing praises to you. We ask that you would take this time to bless everybody in here, to open up hearts, and to use the gift that we give in song, or money, or generosity, or time, or hospitality, that you would use this to further your kingdom and to push your gospel out through the world. We are so thankful that we have people from ministries who are looking to reach unreached people here, that we have opportunities to host, to to be a part of, of your kingdom and your gospel. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Psalms 1, 13, 5 through 6 says, or 113, 5 through 6 says, Who is like our God, the one who is enthroned on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth? Who is like our God? Who's ready to worship that God? Amen. Uh, I thought about it. If the trumpet was to sound, if the trumpet was to sound this morning, who here would go? I believe by God's grace, every single one of us. Amen. And if somebody was left, there's a lot of food in the gym. Because we'll be feasting up in heaven. Amen. I mean, we're in the last days. Our God is going to be coming back here shortly. Are you all ready for heaven? It says here, any man or woman on this earth who is bored and turned off by worship is not ready for heaven. So we're going to sing out this song, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. And this is a song you can only sing if he's living and breathing in your heart. So I pray by the mercy of God that he's living in your life. And if he's not, by the end of the service, he can be living in you. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet as we worship our God, as we worship the creator, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I have decided to follow Jesus. 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 No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. The cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back. No Let's turning take it up. Back. I said, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. 
don't know about you, but I don't want to turn back to the ways of the world. I don't want to turn back to where God saved me from. I don't want to turn back from the mire that he saved me from. I don't want to turn back. I want to move forward. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I heard a, um, we were having a fellowship the other night, and somebody shared something with me. They said, actually with the family, they said, why is Jesus not allowed? Why, why do jewelers and jewelry stops don't, don't like Jesus coming to their shop? I said, why? He said, because Jesus breaks chains. <laughs> Amen. I thought about that. That's so true. Jesus breaks chains. He breaks the chains of addiction. He breaks the chains of bondage, breaks the chains of depression, breaks the chains of selfishness. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's worship him as we sing out that song. Este día la nos preso. La adoración que levanta los muertos. De la tumba hoy voy a salir, voy a vivir, a vivir otra vez. Este es el ruido que viva los huesos. Este es el ruido que viva los huesos. Saturday was silent, surely it was through. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Friday's disappointment, and Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible? This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling.
is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that he wants to do. Just ask the man that was strong on the bones of Elijah. If there's anything that he can do, just ask the stone that was rolled at the tomb in the garden. What
this morning as our brother Pastor Pepe and Pastor Barb come and bless the service this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. How thankful we are that it is well with our soul. How thankful we are that you have given us 80 glorious years of ministry here at Sparks Church of the Nazarene, which we call home. Thank you for that. Thank you for all of these wonderful people who have come out to celebrate with us. And as Miss Anita said, we thank you for our next generation. And as we pass the baton to them, 
help us to be strong and faithful to hand it to them and help them to accept the torch and carry on with this wonderful ministry. We are thankful too, Lord, that our superintendent is here today. Thank you for Pastor Steve and Debbie Scott for coming over the hill and to join us in this wonderful occasion. Bless each and every one here and all of those watching online, we pray, because we've come in Jesus' name. Amen. Maravilloso Padre, gracias por esta radiante mañana, Señor. Nuestros corazones están gozosos de tu presencia, Señor. Te alabamos con todo nuestro corazón, nuestra alma, nuestra mente. Señor, 80 años, gracias por darnos 80 años de estar en tu presencia como hogar, home church. Te alabamos, Señor. Gracias porque estamos en esta mañana también con nuestro superintendente, Steve Scott y su esposa Debbie. Les damos la bienvenida y sabemos que ellos tienen un mensaje poderoso para que nosotros salgamos fortalecidos en esta mañana y tengamos un, un día de paz, sosiego, de haber recibido un excelente alimento espiritual en esta mañana. Bendícenos en el nombre de tu Hijo Jesucristo. Amén. Musicians, we so appreciate it. We thank you. Amen. Can we give our worship team a hand? Amen. Amen. I almost took a sip of this, and then something told me not to. And I realized, oh, that's for Pastor Steve. <laughs> it's with great honor. Uh, we introduce a lot of people here, but this man is not only humble and would tell me, hey, save, save all that for another day. It's for today. Not only for our 80th birthday. But this man, there was a time my wife and I, we felt like quitting. We felt like giving it in. We were, we were hurting. We were, at time, our lives a little lost. But by God's grace, it's because of this man and our pastor, Pastor Steve, the direction of Pastor Todd, by God's grace and mercy, my wife and I are still here serving the Lord. Amen. Amen. We could be here all day just sharing testimonies of what this man has been through. But that's for another time. But right now, I just pray your hearts be ready to receive whatever word he has, whatever encouragement he has. And so without further ado, please help me give my pastor, our pastor, a hand. Steve Scott. Amen. Amen. 
Good morning. Great to be with you today. I have no idea what it's like to be 80, uh, but, in, but in 12 years I'll find out. <laughs> but we're here today to uh, thank God for 80 years. And we're also here to uh, anticipate what's ahead. Uh, this song that we just sang kind of rattles me. Um, the wellness of our lives is completely dependent on the wellness of our soul. Our soul was created by God. That's what, that's what we believe. It's nothing spooky or mysterious. Somehow we all came into this world. Uh, a lot of us in here today happen to believe we were created. We weren't a mistake. We weren't a mist. We were created, and inside us was created an organism, our soul. And it does not get fulfillment anywhere else but in the full awareness of who God is alive in us, restoring us to uh, the original plan. And it wasn't an original plan to be rigid and stiff and narrow-minded. It was an original plan to be set free to live with the blessing of God as our creator and as our father. So we're here uh, celebrating 80. Uh, I guess some people would say we made it. Anybody in here that's ever made it to 80? You might know what I'm talking about. Man, I like how fast that hand went up there. That's a, that's a fresh 80 right there, man. The church here has accomplished something. And as I read through the narrative this morning of the pastor's I kind of envisioned that long-term relay race. Somebody started and handed the baton, and somebody received the baton. And when their time was done, they passed the baton. And apparently for 80 years, the baton has been passed relatively successfully. Thank you, God. We're still here. Uh, we survived. Everybody's saying that after COVID. We're here. Apparently, we have a purpose to be here. And we absolutely have a future. And when I think about a church that makes it to 80, that's pretty rare. It really is. There are a lot of churches that flame out at 10 and 12. Read the research. And there are some churches that make it to 80, and uh, somebody needs to wake them up every morning. Somebody needs to feed them. Somebody needs to clothe them. But this church at 80, you get it because you have the vitality of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it is an opportunity for us. It's a challenge to stay healthy, but it's also an opportunity to learn how to continue to speak the truth of Jesus Christ into this world. And uh, that's the great opportunity we have. So I, I just want to give a little illustration here. Forgive me for a little bit of silliness, but it's just kind of how I think. I want us to look at a couple of images here. And the first one is, when is old good? Uh, here's some options here, depending on your age. Driver's license, right? Get the right to vote. That's kind of a pretty special time for those of you who are like 15, 16, 17. Can't wait. And your parents are completely traumatized by the fact that you're getting closer. Old is good when you can stay up late and watch TV. I love that. I used to have to go to bed at a certain time. I don't have to go to bed now. I'm old, and I can go to bed when I want. 
Old is good when we're respected for our experience and we have a good record. That's when old is really good. And uh, I like this one. Old is good when you can eat what you want, even right before dinner. <laughs> right? Isn't that good? Thank you. Yeah. My mom would always say, what do you think you're doing? I was getting a snack. I'm a teenager. I'm growing. I got, like, things going on in me. We're going to be eating. You're going to spoil your dinner. Now I walk into the kitchen, and if Debbie says to me, if she happens to be the one cooking that night, or if uh, our favorite Chinese place in town is cooking that night, yeah. what are we doing grabbing a snack? Ten minutes. We're going to be eating in ten minutes. I'm just setting it up. I'm just getting ready because I can because I'm old, and I can do this. But sometimes old is not good. Here's an example. Cheese. <laughs> Depending on the cheese, it's not good. Milk is never good when it's old. <laughs> Getting up in the morning. Thank you so much. Yes. Climbing stairs. And the last one, reading fine print. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough as you get older to do some of these things. But there was a statement made in the Church of the Nazarene when we celebrated our centennial uh, just a few years ago, about 14 years ago. And on the, on the 100th anniversary of our church, there was a reflection on a statement from the very beginning back in 1890, and this is what it said. The young Church of the Nazarene was described this way. <coughs> it's not a mission, but a church with a mission a standing together of hearts that have found the peace of God who now in their gladness carry out the message of the unsearchable riches of the gospel of Christ to other suffering, discouraged, sin-sick souls. It's a great phrase. <laughs> it is a mission to everyone who hungers for cleansing from sin. That's who our church was. That's actually what the church of Jesus Christ was from the very beginning. This is our whole point for existing. And sometimes it's perceived as a weird thing, as an odd thing. And as I look around this room today, we pretty much have it here today. We are young, we're old, some of you are very distinguished, some of you are on the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> and we are everywhere in between. We're not here to look the same. We're not really not even here to talk the same, but we are here to proclaim something that is the same. Jesus Christ is Lord. And God is a creator and a sustainer of everything that he creates. And the mysterious way that God demonstrates himself to us is through something as tangible as the church. Something as tangible as the word of God. Something as tangible as the moments we took to greet each other and hug each other and high five and fist pump and whatever your preferred way of greeting is. So in our beginning, we established that we're here because the world needs to be reminded and reintroduced to how it was meant to be from the very beginning. This is a day for us to affirm a hope for the future of the world. I want to read this scripture to us this morning. It comes to us from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 to 10. Before I read it, I want to just set the context here, because we could read this and think, this is getting really particular. This is getting really spiritual, religious sounding. Clearly not for me. Or you could read this and say, yep. Yep, that's me because I'm quite the spiritual person. That's, that's me. And I check all the boxes. But this is the hope of God 
for everybody in the world for all time. This is the hope of God. And so we take this as the church, and of all the things that we do that are great things, we certainly want to make sure that we have communicated to the world, regardless of the climate of the world, regardless of the leadership of the world, regardless of the condition of the world and of the economy, there is a source of hope. And hope is not just, oh goody, maybe everything will be okay someday. No, it is the ability to stand up in 2023 and say, the potential in my life is it can actually be well with my soul. And if it's well with my soul, somehow God enables me to navigate through my life even when there's some peripheral things that are not so great, my physical condition, my mental condition, my neighbor, my whatever. But this is the desire of God. This is the hope of God for all people. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. I love that that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you're the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So as the people of God, I want to affirm some statements today out of this scripture. First of all, all people are chosen by God to know the merciful gift of of his grace, whether they have discovered it yet or not. Everybody has been chosen for this. All people have been chosen for this. Here's another statement I want to make out of this scripture. All chosen people, which is everybody, can be liberated from a life of the deception of sin into a life of fulfillment in Jesus Christ through the holy, transforming love of God. Everybody. Everybody, any time, any place, any culture, any language, anywhere. And a third statement I want to make out of this scripture this morning is that all chosen, liberated people are now equipped by faith and sent to declare the praises of God and to be living witnesses to anyone who is still living in the darkness of self-worship and indifference to God. Sometimes as a church, we can be compared to this battlefield and we're in opposition to the darkness of sin. And that is absolutely correct. There's a battle raging in the world. There is a presence that wants to come, steal, kill, and destroy. But there's also a presence that says, I came that you would have life, abundant life, and not just this abundant life, but this, this abundant life. Go to a third world country. Go to a poverty-stricken part of your town where people have hardly anything to be thankful for, and you will find people who say, I hardly have anything tangibly, but I have met the one who created all things, and even in my lowly estate, I'm fulfilled because I know the one who made me. And that's our hope as a church for the future. So at 80, this is not the time to put the slippers on. <laughs> this is not the time to sleep in seven days a week. 
Debbie and I had dinner with some friends last night. Man, I hope they're not watching this. And uh, <laughs> they're both retired. And I said, so, what's the routine? And one response was, sleep in. All right, good. What's next? Do whatever you want that day. All right, that's great. God help me, that sounds like the most boring life I could ever have in my life. <laughs> However, sleeping in one or two days a week, I can do that. Yeah. Seven days, a little too much. But as a church at 80, we have work to do. And the world, whether the world knows it or not, is begging us to be faithful, to be the presence and the hands and the feet and the spirit of Jesus Christ. And what an honor we have today as we gather and we worship and we honor each other, and then we get to go over here and eat a bunch of food. I mean, what, a, what a day. What a great day. And you hear the stories of the day. You hear about somebody who has a compassion, not only for people on the other side of the world, but those people as they travel all around the world. What a, what a great message. What a great message to hear today about somebody who's building and developing and wants to partner with the mission of the church so that people can have a safe, affordable place to live where they can eat their meals in warmth and in comfort and they can wake up in the morning and not have to be kicked off a doorstep, but they can wake up in a home. Whatever that is, what an honor that we have as a church to do everything we possibly can to bring that future into reality of people for people. Not just to preach it, not just to sing it, but in a few moments to go live it and to be it. And I hope that you'll join me today because our opportunity is to continue to grow in grace. Graciously. Some people say, oh, that's kind of a weak way to go about life. Well, talk to Jesus. Well, Jesus got angry for a really good reason. We don't get angry for really good reasons very much. But Jesus went about doing what he did graciously. And he set this model before us so that we can live as people of God in this world of spiritual hunger and thirst. In a way that people will see it. And they'll respond to the fact that this forgiving, restoring, reconciling grace of God is for everyone. To bring them into the newness and the beauty of what it means to glorify God. Because when we glorify ourselves, it burns out sooner or later. I mean, you can be on the stage for a while, you can get applause for a while, but sooner or later, we're, we're all exiting this place. But the glory of God endures all things and forever. Can I just encourage us today as the church? Be faithful what God's called it to do. Be faithful to, the dire to following the direction that God has for us. And can I just honor this church today? Thank you, Pastor Carlos. Thank you for this list of amazing pastors who have been true and who have been faithful. And let's anticipate together the next chapter and the story of what God wants to do through his faithful people. Father, we thank you so much today for the honor that it is to be in this place because this is your house. And for the blessing of declaring our lives before you because you have made us to be people through whom you will live and glorify, and reach, and touch. Father, I pray for the memories we share today. I pray for the vision we have today. 
And I pray for the future. For people in this community who are attempting to live without the wellness of Jesus. And it just doesn't work. And I thank you today, Father. We're not going to be calling people to be like us. We're not going to be calling people to be perfect human beings. We're going to call people to let the perfect, holy God be turned loose in their lives and to show them life in its true abundance. May that be so as we celebrate today and as we walk into the future with hope. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. What an encouraging word. Can we give him another hand, please? Amen. I, he's who I want to be when I get big. Amen. I didn't say old. He's not old. It's not time to put on the slippers. Now, when I go home, I'm going to put on my slippers. But in my heart, in my spirit, I got my running shoes on. And I'm ready to do what God has called us to do. Amen. We got a video that we're going to show right now. Um, and so I'd like to get the, the lights. And we have a word uh, from some other pastors. Um, and so I, I wanted to get them here, but the bill was really high. It would have been real expensive. And so I thought this is the next best thing we can do. So if we can get the lights, um, a word from some other pastors. My name is Ted Allen. I had the privilege of pastoring Sparks Nazarene Church two times. The first time in 1966 to 1968. In 1973, I received a call if I would return as pastor, and I pastored from January 1974 to June 1984. The sanctuary in which you are sitting is one of God's great miracles of my past year. It is my hope that this church will continue to be a lighthouse throughout this community, that men and women and boys and girls will find Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and be instructed how to have a strong walk with God in whatever they do in life. In My life. name is Doris Allen. It was a privilege to stand beside Ted for 12 and a half years as the pastor's wife. I have also had the honor to worship with fellow Christians at the Sparks Nazarene Church for over 44 years, now known as the Home Church. Congratulations on celebrating 80 years. It's our privilege to be able to be here to celebrate this anniversary. Hi, this is Fred and Carol Bates of Virginia. We were pastors there a long time ago and it was Sparks First Church. Just wishing you a happy 80th anniversary, God's blessings. And uh, some of you don't remember me, but it's a great church and great days. God bless. Yes, and you look much younger than we do. Love you. And by the way, I've got one of my daughters, Vicki, thought you were the best church. Greetings from Pastor Herb and Carolyn Ireland on your 80th anniversary. We are so excited for you. You know, when I think of the church, I'm reminded of how creative God is 
and the wonderful people we were privileged to pastor. Two little stories to illustrate my points. When we were pastoring in Boise, Idaho, we would travel through Reno on our way to the Bay Area to be with my parents. And whenever we would travel that direction, we'd say, oh, well, we never would want to be in Reno with all the legalized gambling and legalized prostitution and drinking and drugs. Well, God is quite creative, isn't he? Then we were called to be the pastor for 17 years. And then the wonderful people. Oh my goodness, I think of the hot August nights that we enjoyed together and the singing and the eating and the dressing up in our different costumes. What wonderful people we were privileged to pastor. And now I'd like to pray. Living Lord, thank you for the privilege of honoring this church on their 80th anniversary. May they have a bright, radiant future in Jesus. Amen. To our family at the Home Church of the Nazarene, Pastor Carlos and Rochelle, greetings from snowy Michigan. We celebrate with you on your 80th year of fruitful ministry in Sparks. We know that you have made a huge impact on the community of Sparks and Reno. We thank you for your gift of service. The 10 years that we spent in Sparks, Nevada were really important part of our ministry. Uh, we enjoyed starting the Latino ministry with your, your congregation. And uh, I just got word this month that five of the pastors that we got to meet on our work and witness trip to Cambodia were ordained just a few weeks ago. We've had a great, great time being a part of what God is doing through your congregation. Mm -hmm. Our memories of our time again are rich in our hearts and words fail to express how thankful we are to have gotten to share life with you and ministry with you. Um, it is a gift to be a part of the home church story and it was a gift to be there and to grow deeper in our walk together with Father. We love you and we miss you. And we especially miss living in the shadow of the Sierras. But we are looking forward to what God is gonna do through the Sparks Church of the Nazarene, through the home church of the Nazarene, as you uh, continue to move forward and make an impact for his kingdom. God bless you, have a great day of celebration, and uh, may uh, people be in the kingdom because of your ministry there. Amen. We love you. Hello, home church family. Todd and Gail here, uh, wanting to wish you a very, very happy uh, 80th birthday uh, as a church. We rejoice with you today, and as we think back on our four years there at Home Church, we uh, remember all of your love and your care, and we just thank you for that, and we want you to know we still love and appreciate all of you. If you haven't heard, Gail and I have just retired about a month ago and we'll be moving back to Southern California, hopefully by about October or November. We'll be uh, there with our daughter and son-in-law. And also, if you haven't heard, our brand new grandson, Ethan Alexander. He's almost a year old in uh, April and we look forward to our time there. So please pray for us as we have this transition this year, as we will continue to always remember you in our prayers, that you will be a bright, shining beacon of light and hope there in Sparks, Nevada. Blessings on you. What's happening, everybody? My name is Carlos. I am the current pastor here at Home Church of the Nazarene, a church that is built on miracles. 
And I want to say happy birthday. I also want to say thank you to Pastor Fred Bates, Pastor Ted Allen, Pastor Ireland, Pastor Brad, Pastor Todd, and of course our district superintendent, Reverend Steve Scott, for paving the way for us now to continue this legacy. What a blessing and an honor it is to serve God alongside with each and every one of you. Today's the day we reflect. Today's the day we thank God for what he has done. But today we continue holding the plow, not looking back. Because the Bible says that he who holds the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. So today we don't look back and reminisce and, and just stay there. Today we also look ahead at what God is going to continue to do. And I thank God for that. Because our world is changing. Times are changing. Our community has changed. But God never changes. And we will continue being a church that is a light to this world. A church whose foundation is the very word of God. So I appreciate and I thank each and every one of you. And I wish there are people who have passed, there are people who have passed away who I wish could be here today. But they're celebrating with us in heaven. And so as we continue being light to the world, I wanna leave you with this. Matthew 28, verse 19. It says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Church, let's continue loving people to Jesus through discipleship, dedication, and duplication. Much love. Thank you. Well, church, I know for a fact a few of the pastors who are on that video are watching live right now. So can we say hello to them? We love you. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to bless the food in a moment. Um, and uh, can we say thank you to all those who brought something? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And can we? Yes. And all those who are involved. From Jeannie to everyone else, can we say thank you as well for today? Amen. Amen. Um, before, we, before we close and before we, I'm not going to say we're going to sing happy birthday, but maybe say happy birthday. Um, if you're visiting with us, we're so glad to have you. Amen, church? Yes. Amen. And uh, so I would encourage you, we have some welcome cards in the, in the back pews. You can fill something out if you need, you need something, if you'd like us to pray for you. And most importantly, you want Jesus in your heart. Come and talk to us. If you'd like to be baptized or become a member or know more about what the Church of the Nazarene, who we are, let us know. Okay? Um, so, let's all stand. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to say happy birthday to our church and to all those who have gone before us. And this goes out to Bill Warner. This goes out to... Mary Mallison, this goes out to Lauren Morrill, and the list goes on. This goes out to us, to our church family. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, and I can't thank you enough for what you have done these last past 80 years 
Lord, there's been crazy times, good times. But through it all, Lord, you've been there the whole time. And I thank you for that. And Lord, I pray that this now is just the beginning of what you want to do for this time. So we pray you bless this day. Bless our time. Bless the food. Bless this fellowship. As we continue as a church reaching the lost for you. Let us remember the past, but also again, look forward to what you have for us in the future. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, church, on the count of three, we're going to say happy birthday together. So here we go. One, two, three. Happy birthday. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> That's our teenagers, by the way. That was their idea. Amen. God is good. Amen. Be blessed. Home Church of the Nazarene, we love you. Thank you for being here. Amen. Amen. Amen.